0: Get your Unreasonable Doubt podcast gear online. Find the link in this episode description that you're listening to now on this episode, or check it out on my social media accounts in the bios. Is that what those are called? On my profiles? Anyways, t-shirts, sweatshirts, hooded sweatshirts, long-sleeve t-shirts, a bowling shirt, all with the Unreasonable Doubt logo. Buy the stuff! Here's the episode. Yay yeah, yay. Yeah, yeah. Charlie Brown? He's doing the chop, baby! Oh no! What is this, 1984? I just rambled for 20 minutes and deleted it. Unreasonable Doubt, a podcast about West Virginia University basketball, starts now. Hi, West Virginia still undefeated from the Dyer Prime Pantry in Nitro, West Virginia. This is Unreasonable Doubt, a podcast about West Virginia University basketball. I'm Josh Witt. Episode 6, Wichita State, Cancun Challenge Championship Edition. Follow me on Instagram at UnreasonableDoubtWV. Twitter, tweeting on Twitter. Find those tweets at I'm Josh Witt. Facebook, You know, Facebook page for the podcast is on Facebook, Facebook, Facebook. Find it, hit the blue thumb, follow the podcast there. Unreasonabledowwv at gmail.com is the email address. Send me an email. I have an email. First email of the 2019-2020 season. We'll get to that later in the podcast. West Virginia wins the prestigious Cancun Challenge. (laughs) 75-63 over the Wichita State Shockers. Listen, every year as a fan, you buy stock in the team, okay? It's a market, okay? It's a stock market of how we're feeling about the team. And as fans, especially with social media, you can see where the transactions are, where people are selling WVU stock, where people are buying. Oh, it looks like the price of WVU stock is inflated. Time to sell a little bit off. A lot going on with fan stock. So I want to keep my transactions transparent on this podcast. West Virginia, undefeated, going into the Northern Iowa game. West Virginia scored 20 points. The stock price dipped. A lot of the fan base, well, I shouldn't say a lot of the fan base, because not all of the fan base is on social media. But from what I saw, people were dumping WVU stock <laughs> right around the middle of the second half against Northern Iowa. And so... Transparently, what I'm saying is, I was I was buying up that stock. It was a great opportunity when people are selling, I can get WVU basketball stock at a discount, and man, has my investment paid dividends. Because tonight, against the best team WVU has played this year, they... Kept the lead for the whole game, pretty much. And it was a team effort. And I'm holding on to my stock, by the way. I'm not selling the the prices went up, and I think it can go higher. Okay. But what's what's feeding the stock price? Listen, Oscar Shibwe, if that's how you say his last name, every other game, it's amazing. This game. Almost had a double-double in the first half. 19 points, 18 rebounds <laughs> in his sixth college game. And he's been playing basketball for three years, is what is what everybody's saying. Which is insane. So, Oscar, amazing. MVP of the Cancun Challenge. Just, uh, what do you do with him? And he didn't make his free throws, and he had 19 and 18. He made some towards the end of the game. But before that, just kind of like he'd make them, and he's kind of smiling and like, I don't what is this? How come I'm not making it? Love Oscar's attitude about basketball, how how he presents himself on the court. I'm sure that translates off the court. Big believer in Oscar. Love what I see so far in him. So he's obviously the standout for tonight. But the other standout, for, from a team basis, held Wichita State to 31% shooting. And they're not great at offense. But West Virginia held him to 31%. Held him to 24% shooting from three. West Virginia got out-rebounded by Northern Iowa, lowering the stock price. I come in, buy the stock. I drink your milkshake. I drink it up, and now, one night later, against a tougher team, they had some seven-footers. Not They weren't super tall. Listen, I guess what we're going to find out this season is that West Virginia's team is super tall, okay? Now, how, as a super tall team, we don't get – the jump ball at the beginning of the game. I don't understand that. Anyway, I won't, I won't go there. Out rebounded, out rebounded by Northern Iowa tonight. Out rebounded Wichita state by 15. WVU only had 12 turnovers against a good defensive team. West Virginia broke out of their three point slump, shot seven for 17. And Individually, as far as how that feeds the team, just go through the stat line. Somehow I thought uh, Bob Huggins was going to shorten the bench. Not happening. Very comfortable playing 12 guys, and everybody's contributing. Uh, Taz Sherman not contributing right now. But trying hard at defense, he just can't get a shot to go down. But let's go down the list. Emmett Matthews, quiet Emmett Matthews, <laughs> 13 points. A big three-pointer lay in the game. Wichita State had cut it to six. Again, he hits a three, calmly hits a three, puts West Virginia up nine, and they maintain that lead and add on to it to finish off the game. Sean McNeil, eight first-half points. And that's all he scored for the game. But those were eight key points during the course of this game when the game was tight in the first half. Deuce McBride could not duplicate what he did in the Northern Iowa game. But still, on Deuce's off night, seven points, four assists. If he had a turnover, there was only one. He shot three of ten. But his off night, he's contributing. Jordan McCabe finished the game on the floor, was getting fouled. Seeing the ball go into the basket. That's great for McCabe. Nobody he does not listen to this podcast, but uh my what about Jordan McCabe? Not that this solves everything tonight, but he finishes a game, contributes to West Virginia holding on to the lead. Derek Culver still. We still haven't had a great Derek Culver performance, except for the first game against Akron. Tonight, seven points, nine rebounds. And you're starting to see just glimpses of when Oscar and Culver are in there together. Like, what are you supposed to do? There was one sequence, I'm going to put it on social media, where the ball gets fed into the post to Culver. He gets whatever he wants. He misses the shot. Oscar gets the rebound. Couple of dribbles. Puts it up. Misses it. Culver's on the other side of the rim to get the rebound and put it in. And if that's West Virginia's offense, uh, and that becomes like a staple, what are you supposed to do with that? I'm asking. I don't I don't know, I don't know if I'm Wichita State. I, there was a feeling of helplessness on that play. Like what are you supposed to do? 3 chances, two of the shots don't go in, but they keep getting it cuz they're taller than us and more physical than us. And uh as a WVU fan, that is awesome. Chase Harler, senior Chase Harler. He made a 3 in the second half that was key. Huggins put Chase Harler on the guy that was trying to keep Wichita State in the game and, and making threes. And he still got his 20 some, but Chase played substantial minutes and did a good job guarding their shooter. Okay, and he did a good and he did a good job and the guy still scored 20 plus, but Harler contributing so much Brandon Napper in the second half. And I don't feel bad about it. He was 0 for 4, but turnovers not happening in control of the offense. And Huggins is keeping him out there for substantial minutes in the second half where he's sitting McCabe. McBride doesn't have it. Napper can come in. He Huggins is playing Three point guards, and they're all contributing to a victory, even though you don't see it in the stat line. Logan Rout contributed no points, but he's contributing. Gabe getting comfortable. I need to talk shot. Ro- I already talked about shot robot. Again, Tash Sherman. So think about this as far as getting back to the stock price and where where I think WVU stock is going. Uh, West Virginia shot better from three in this game. Think about offensively. If Sherman is moderately better, if Culver can get some shots to fall, he's getting his shots, they're just not going in. What if they start going in? You're going to have volatility with freshmen, but the volatility with Oscar, the highs are awesome. And the highs, (laughs) and there's one great high so far for Deuce McBride, but that high was amazing. And when he's off, he's still good. And prior to this Cancun challenge, he's getting substantial minutes and not hurting the team. Who do you stare at and say, you specifically are hurting the team? I can't think of anybody. I like everybody on this team. And I don't want to overreact because West Virginia is 6-0 and they just won the prestigious Cancun Challenge. But I'm saying for the stock price, there's enough things that they're not doing and that are frustrating that you say, I think the stock price can go up. So if they have a struggle here or there, especially in the Big 12 conference schedule, What I'm saying is, and I'll say it tonight, on November 27th, a day before Thanksgiving, that when I see on social media that WVU fans are selling WVU stock, until I let you know otherwise, I'm still buying. I think this stock can go higher. And let's see what happens. All right? I, I, lo- I really like what's happening so far. The, the name of this podcast is Unreasonable Doubt, and I'm telling you, I like what's happening so far. Random thoughts coming up. Dyer Prime is a lead sponsor of Unreasonable Doubt. I'm on DyerPrime.com right now. D-Y-E-R-P-R-I-M-E.com. I'm reading about David Dyer and Dyer Prime, dire prime has grown into a full service business marketing studio the team of designers and print experts at dire prime are committed to all facets of marketing your business from promotional items such as brochures and business cards to branded shirts hoodies and hats. dire prime has you covered we even and we that's not me Dire Prime even provides digital services as well, so if you need a logo designed or even a whole business website created, Dyer Prime is your one-stop shop. You can read more about Dire Prime on the website. Call or text them to find out how they can help you, 304-767-4445, or find them on Facebook or Instagram at Dire Prime. Random thoughts for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. Tomorrow is one of the great American holidays for most people. (laughs) I'm projecting. For me, one of my favorite holidays, Thanksgiving. Why? Very food-focused holiday. So, haven't done this in a while. It's time to play, barring from Bill Simmons, overrated, underrated, properly rated. For Thanksgiving. Things about Thanksgiving. Here we go. Turkey. Underrated. Especially like when you go to a barbecue place. Just speaking about turkey. Love to mix it up and get the smoked turkey. When smoked turkey is done right, fantastic. Baked turkey. Amazing. Roasted turkey. Deep fried turkey, all that, underrated. Turkey legs, underrated. Dark meat is where it's at, and it's not getting its due. Stuffing, properly rated. All right. Dressing, overrated. Those are not, are those the same thing? I don't know. (laughs) They get confused with each other. I like to call it stuffing. That's one man's opinion. Sweet potatoes, underrated. I'm all in. Put whatever sweet, it's already got sweet in the name. Throw some pecans in it. Throw some marshmallows on it. Just just dump sugar on it and then broil it. Uh, just on like sweet potatoes. Or don't do any of that. Present me with Just uh, baked sweet potatoes. I'm in. Underrated. Mashed potatoes. Overrated. Football. NFL football on Thanksgiving. Overrated. You're not really invested in what the Detroit Lions are doing every Thanksgiving. Unless you're a Detroit Lions fan. And if you're one of those, I apologize. I'm sorry that's your lot in life. Naps. Properly rated. I feel like naps are a young man's game, or woman's, and an old man's game, or woman's. I'm in the middle right now, and I'm not getting a nap on on Thanksgiving. But they're properly rated. And props to the people taking those Thanksgiving naps. Gravy. Gravy. Overrated. <laughs> Green beans properly rated. Green bean casserole underrated. Cranberry sauce underrated. It's one of those things. It's like somebody brought cranberry sauce. Somebody brought cranberries. I don't know why that mixes into the Thanksgiving menu so well, but it's a welcome addition. It's not like you're dumping cranberry sauce on everything, but if it's there, add it to the mix. Cranberry sauce is the Brandon Napper. <laughs> cranberry sauce is a Thanksgiving as Brandon Knapper is to the 2019-2020 season. you're getting a little bit of him you like you like when it's there it's not overpowering it's contributing to the meal okay and that's a that is a compliment to both cranberry sauce and Brandon Napper the Macy's Thanksgiving Day parade properly rated uh I wonder is it still Macy's is Macy' still in business? Macaroni and cheese, properly rated. Dinner rolls, underrated. You got to ride the fine line with dinner rolls, especially at Thanksgiving. There's a limited amount of space in your stomach. Rolls will take up a big part of that, but they're so good. Thus, they're underrated. Pumpkin pie, overrated. Okay, and you and we all know that that's true. Okay, pecan pie underrated. And I feel like we all can agree on that. Right. Let me know if I'm off base on this. Okay. Uh, gluttony. <laughs> gluttony is properly rated in regards to Thanksgiving. That's part of the deal. Hanging out with family, that's going to vary by person. For me, that is underrated. Hugs. I picture hugs with Thanksgiving for some reason. Like the hug is the symbol of giving thanks to another person. Underrated. Side dishes at Thanksgiving that are presented cold. Overrated. While there's a bunch of different things going on as far as a whole different array of sides and, and meat. We don't have a lot of variables as far as temperature. And I'm good with that. Cold sides overrated. Leftovers. Underrated the the leftover sandwich the the 4 days after thanksgiving turkey stuffing mayonnaise mayonnaise for thanksgiving properly rated casseroles underrated and finally The second plate. Going for the second plate at the Thanksgiving meal. Properly rated. There's an expectation at Thanksgiving to go back around again. All right? All right, that's not the final thing. The other final thing. Complimenting everybody's food that they brought to the Thanksgiving meal. Underrated. Is a very key part of Thanksgiving, is spreading the love to all of the things that have been brought to the table, and it's just a it's a very positive thing. And also, uh, and uh, this is what happens to me. It helps you <laughs> by you talking. That helps lengthen the process of filling your stomach to the maximum capacity to Thanksgiving levels of of being stuffed. So that's a Thanksgiving breakdown. Final thoughts coming up. Primanti Brothers is a proud sponsor of Unreasonable Doubt. They're your go-to brothers on game day and every day. Late night deals start daily at 9 p.m. Great deals on fan favorites, including wings, those awesome sandwiches, and more. Check up with the brothers on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram for the latest deals, most up-to-date news, and info on game day specials. Permanti Brothers, your college game day headquarters. Final thoughts for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. Got an email from podcast contributor and... Multiple time guest Neil Stone. Neil Stone writes, Now six games into the season, how many conference wins do you expect this year? Will their non conference success be enough to help them to the 20 wins? And then it says, sent from my iPhone, which is a, a very critical part of Neil's email, is wh- how it came to me, where he typed it at, and where it was sent. So thank you, Neil, for that email. To answer your question specifically, there I feel like, and this is late in the season for me to give my prediction, but it's the, Neil's asking, and so I'm telling you: West Virginia six and zero. They have seven more non-conference games, six in the calendar year of 2019, and then they have a game at home versus Missouri. In the middle of the Big Twelve Conference schedule. I feel like oh, and this is uh I I hope I'm right on this. I feel like West Virginia can go six and one out of those seven games. Maybe five and two, because they gotta go to New York to play St. John's, and St. John's isn't great, but it's a it's an away game. And then West Virginia's going to Cleveland to play Ohio State, and Ohio State is really good. So, from one of those, and maybe even the Missouri game, because Missouri, they recruit well. They're tough. Uh, I'm going to be optimistic coming off the Cancun Challenge victory and say only one loss from the non-conference. And then when you get into conference, the Big 12 Conference is a gauntlet. Every year, even if the conference is down. Uh. Kansas probably down from last year Texas Tech probably down from last year Kansas State for sure down from last year But then you've got Oklahoma State that's undefeated Oklahoma's still still really good TCU has a good coach Baylor They're not the Monstars But they have a lot of returning guys from a good team last year it's a tough conference. And I probably never talked about this on the podcast. So this is probably the first time I'm going to say this. Look at a map. And see, even if West Virginia is good, how successful they can be in a conference where they're in the, where the only Eastern time zone team. All right. I don't think I've ever said that on this podcast. So given all that and given my position as i told you early about how i'm holding on to my WVU basketball stock and looking for opportunities to buy i feel like this team in a tough conference can go 10 and 8 and finish or and and get to the Big 12 conference tournament with a record of 22 and 9 all right so that's Way better than what I had before game one, what I had in my head that I didn't share with you. But we're here now. And so 22 is more than 20. And to answer your question, Neil, I think this stretch is going to help them get the 20 wins. And 22 and nine and 10 and eight in the Big 12 Conference puts, in my head, WVU in the NCAA tournament. They go back. They're a year ahead of schedule. And I don't know how well they'll do on that. To be continued. Thanks, Neil, for the email. That's it for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. Listen on all the platforms. Listen on Apple Podcasts. Listen on Spotify. Listen on Overcast. Listen on something called Castro also listen on something called Castbox. The call to action this episode, I'm not going to do all the stuff. I'm just going to tell you, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, look for a place where it has stars, blank stars, and tap in that area and tap five stars. And hit okay. It's the quickest. Outside of hitting that subscribe button, that's, that's the easiest thing to do. The second easiest thing to do is to have two taps, one of which where you're tapping for five stars and the other which you're confirming that that's what you want to do to rate the podcast, specifically on Apple Podcasts. If you're listening to somewhere else and it has a rating system, press the buttons however many times to to give a five-star rating. That helps this podcast, and I appreciate you doing that ahead of time. The next game for WVU is this Sunday. 2 p.m. in the Coliseum against Rhode Island. Bob Huggins in his comments after the game tonight is is talking up the Rhode Island game. They embarrassed us in the the casino last year. Revenge game. And I'm going to be on site. Going to be at the Coliseum to see this revenge game and root WVU one. the game against Rhode Island will be on AT&T Sports Network Pittsburgh podcast to come after that game until next time I'm Josh Witt this has been Unreasonable Doubt WVU for the 2019-2020 season is six wins zero losses